0: This is Hope from Albany, Georgia, and you're listening to Lo-Fi Poly okay. Here we go, Lo-Fi Poly coming at you, people! Shout out to Hope taking us into the show today. Thank you, Hope. And today we're taking a dive. America edition. Let's start by checking out something I missed this summer, and I couldn't believe it when I read it. But then again, hey, it's summertime, it was. To Bolivia, we go. See, early on in LoFi Policy, we started following the events of former President Evo Morales in 2019 and 2020. In 2019, the president tried to eliminate term limits from president. You could imagine, not very popular in a democracy. And the following election, marred by controversy. Yes, indeed. Mass protests erupted. And he claims a coup took place and he was forced from office. He resigns, goes into self-imposed exile in Mexico, and then later to Argentina. And then while all that's happening, an interim president is appointed, Janine Inez. And the government under her issue an arrest warrant for former President Morales, who is in exile outside the country. But later then, the main courts threw out the arrest warrant, said it was all bullshit. And then, new presidential elections were had in late 2020, a new president took office, and right after, former President Morales returns to the country. Like, boom, just pops back in. And then, an investigation was launched into the former Interim President Janine Nunez for a breach of judicial proceedings in issuing that arrest warrant on former President Morales. And this summer, she was convicted of breach of duties and resolutions contrary to the Constitution. In June this summer, she was sentenced to 10 years in prison, all for trying to arrest the former President. Now, if all that ain't some messiness made for a Monday, I don't know what is. But here we are on a Wednesday. But she is set to appeal that decision, and we'll definitely be watching to see how this turns out moving forward. Now, let's head on over to Suriname and Brazil, where we got some international relations and joint military agreements going on, where the two countries met for the 20th. Regional meeting for military exchange, where they agree to continue joint military training, do working visits, joint border patrols and operations, you know, all that good stuff. You get it, you get it. Two countries, two neighbors, military agrees to work together for better border protection and a peaceful coexistence. Sounds nice, right? And I bet you're thinking, oh, he's about to go off on a rant. There's a tangent coming up, I know it, I know it. But nah not this time. Not all international relations are messy as can be. Not at all. I mean, let's look at this next one for example. And if anything, it's an example of undoing some messiness that previously took place. To Colombia and Venezuela, we go. So Colombia and Venezuela had cut diplomatic ties back in 2019. And for three years, those ties were completely severed. You know, there were arguments over border crossings or militants and freedom fighters and drug trafficking and immigration. You know, things were tense between Colombia and Venezuela. But Colombia's new president just took office at the beginning of August. And one of the first things President Gustavo Petro did was plan to normalize ties with Venezuela. And they did it this past Sunday. The two countries restored diplomatic ties, which means cooperation on a host of issues that caused the initial severing can all be worked out together. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out on this one moving forward. And talking about cooperation and collaboration, let's check out Uruguay, one of the freest countries in the world, according to Freedom House. And did you know that Uruguay participates in United Nations peacekeeping forces? They supply soldiers to the United Nations. Yes, they do. And tragically, though, some UN peacekeepers from Uruguay were in Uganda and were injured last week in attack from, well, it's a bit hazy on who the attackers are at this point. But they are recovering, thankfully. But I chose this story when I saw it. Because I got the feeling that this isn't something many people think of when they think of UN peacekeepers. They don't think of South American soldiers contributing to the effort of global peace. But they most certainly do. Shout out to Uruguay. And a last piece of news to send you on your way to today, to Chile, we go. And did you know that on August 19th, just a couple weeks ago, Chile celebrated 100 years since their first radio broadcast in the country? Interesting, am I right? And what was their first radio broadcast ever? Well, it started off with announcing that this is a test. Of course, it was most likely in Spanish, of course. But they played a little violin music with some intro after that, and they talked about a little political news, then another little musical piece, and they said goodnight, and that was that. Sounds kind of lo-fi to me. I dig it, I dig it. But it was only broadcasted five blocks away. So you had the source and the receiver, five blocks. And only about 200 people were present to hear it. But think about that. For the first time ever, these 200 people heard a radio broadcast, and from right down the street. I mean, it must have seemed like magic to them, right? I dig this. I dig this so much. I relate to this story, as the radio is, in fact, the predecessor of the podcast and that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in south america today check us out tomorrow for a brand new show series we're starting that'll be going all semester long but you'll have to wait and see what it is and hey it's not a cliche or a catchphrase it's a lifestyle always remember that LoFar poli saw is more than just me it's the week that we be pickering signing off